You're listening to the ANA Podcast Network, powered by Odyssey, a leading multi-platform audio content and entertainment company. Listen on the Odyssey app. For Beyond Profit, a podcast of the ANA Center for Grand Purpose, I'm Ken Bolliu. While there are many attributes to a purpose-led company, one stands out as irrefutable in engaged corporate culture. It is simply not possible to lead with purpose and execute a strong purpose-driven program without complete buy-in from employees up and down an organization. PMG, a global independent digital company that connects brands with people to inspire action, has built a workplace culture that is the envy of the agency world. Named the 2022 Independent Agency of the Year by MediaPost, PMG has been lauded as not only one of the best places to work, but also a great place for innovators, working parents, and women. One of the champions of PMG's efforts to put people first and foster a culture of belonging, inclusion, and diversity is Parks Blackwell, Vice President of Marketing and Client Development. Since she joined PMG in 2018, the company has more than quadrupled in size and revenue, underscoring the importance purpose, values, and workplace culture play in driving sustained growth. Parks joins me to discuss how PMG prioritizes the personal and professional success of employees and how that translates to award-winning creative work, new business, and customer retention. Parks, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for having me, Ken. I'm happy to be here. Parks, as you know, this is a, a tough and challenging business environment right now. Why is having a strong workplace culture so critical to success? And tell me about the role that values play in ensuring that you have continued improvement. It's a challenging business environment, Ken. It's also a challenging human environment. Post-pandemic, you know, remembering how to be human, how to interact, it's hard right. for people. And I think that our approach has really been to foster humility and empathy for each other, recognizing that the challenges that people are dealing with both at work and at home and, and in their personal lives, it's all very interconnected. And so we start there and we recognize that, which allows us to treat our people not as just employees, but as a whole person Mm -hmm. and invest in that whole person. So we start every meeting with our values uh, at PMG, every all company meeting, which we have one every month and every quarter where we review results and we review our success and our challenges. Uh, And we start those meetings with our values, which are to do the right thing, to always change for the better, Mm -hmm. to be inclusive, to embrace challenges and opportunities, to be agile, and to have fun. But those are more than words for us. Um, They are a way of operating, a way of running the business. At the core, having humility and empathy is really the most important decision we have to make every morning. And you have to decide that. You have to decide that you're going to have those, those values. We have always prioritized our people, and we make purposeful decisions to support them. Right. And you have to choose to do the right thing because uh, it doesn't just magically happen. And that's hard. Coming out of 2019, we were as an organization growing rapidly. And heading into 2020, when the pandemic began, I think there was a lot of uncertainty, not just for us as a business, but truly for our people. And I remember as an executive team, we sat down virtually, uh, all kind of looking at each other with red eyes and and sort of a, a strong concern, yes, for the business, but for our people. And, and there's something that really connected us at that moment 
that we're all in this and we have to figure out a way to support at the time the the 275 people that we had uh, to get them through. And we didn't know what that meant. Mm -hmm. We relied on our values. And I think that that has been a really powerful thing for us to remember is that the values that we set out in 2010, when this organization began, were the values that we looked to strongly when things got very difficult. Uh, And they're now the values that when we look at the business as it stands now, we look at the economy, we look at the human uh, human environment, our values are what are going to help us propel forward as well. And so that commitment, again, you have to decide to choose to do the right thing. And that has been, I think, for us, one of the, the strongest components of our culture. And then our employees see that happening in real life, in real time, day in and day out. I would assume, Parks, that the values are also brought up in one-on-one meetings with managers, perhaps in annual reviews. It's just a staple of everything you do with the organization. They they are. We're actually, as part of our uh, internal performance management process, uh, leadership behaviors and values come into play. How well are you as a leader uh, embodying those values? And then how well are you as an employee embodying those values? We use them for awards. They're on walls. They're they're on t-shirts, right? And And I think, you know, again, those are the words, but it's the actions and the decisions, the purposeful choices that we make that really have allowed us to put that those values into action and really create a meaningful culture that changes, uh, changes our business. So PMG offers uh, nine resource groups um, that help you drive employee well-being, growth and development. Can you tell us a little bit more about those groups? And, and um, is this the type of thing where everyone wants to feel like they're, they're part of these versus having to like say, you know, you're responsible and you're responsible that there's more of a team sort of collaboration on this? The, the employee resource groups, we call them ERGs for short, um, offer PMGers a safe place. And that fundamentally is, is what the purpose was. It began from our diversity and inclusion group, which which we lovingly called DIG. That was the first one. Uh, and, and as we've kind of continued on our journey, we've had more and more of these groups come into fruition. Yeah. And I think there's two core differences that that make them successful. One is that they're led by employees, not executives. So because the purpose is to create change, it gives our employees a chance to really create moments, meaningful moments for each other in the group, outside of the group. I mean, these groups take, they take part in experiences together outside of the office. They go to community events, they organize events. I think they, you know, the other powerful piece is they then turn around and educate the company, um, which is really powerful. But the second thing that stands out to me about these groups is that executives sponsor them, but only to really sort of remove blockers, provide uh, more access to funding or help influence and create connections outside of the organization. We're here to sort of spearhead them from an opening up doors perspective, but our people run them. And it, I, th- I think the value in that is that people feel a part of something that matters to them. It gives them that safe place to talk, to share experiences, but also to challenge each other. And our, our business and our our employees, our group now that we're over, you know, almost 600 people, there's a lot of unique perspectives and beliefs and and there is a lot of diversity and that requires an open communication channel. 
And these ERGs have really allowed us to do that in a safe place. And then when they they feel together and they feel aligned, they can then turn and, and update and share uh, information with the organization to help educate. One of the more recent ERG groups that we formed was the International Faith Group. And that is a, a more recent uh, addition to the to the list. And that's one that people are incredibly passionate about from mm-hmm. all different faiths. And how fascinating to have time during your week to, to spend connecting with people who are like you and people who are not like you, who have a different perspective and, and being able to discuss that and discuss what makes you similar and what makes you different and why is that, why is that valuable? Um, so it's really opened up, I think, a more healthy dialogue around our differences and a more healthy recognition of those differences and allowed us to embrace them because we do believe that they make us stronger. So Parks, while, while these resource groups are led by employees, as you said, creating a purposeful culture does start from the top. So, so what role does the C-suite executives play in all that you do there? I know it, se- it seems like it's a little more hands-off. We actually refer to our executive team as the LBE team, which stands for lead by example. And I think that that, Ken, is probably, it is exactly what it sounds like. We have to lead by example. And we are held to uh, accountability for our actions, for our words, both in the organization and within the industry. Our people, our company sees us. They see us every day. And we have to be present and we have to be involved. What is it they say? You have to walk the walk. Um, You can't just talk the talk. And our people hold us to that. We have a very open dialogue with our employees. We have uh, surveys that we send out on a on a monthly and quarterly basis, truly open-ended to solicit feedback and input. We have a group uh, that is a, sort of a cultural initiative group that it, it takes feedback from across the organization and helps the leadership team look at what are things and ways we can change our operating model to support more people. Um, it's, it's actually where a lot of our... Uh, increases in maternity benefits and paternity benefits came from. It's where a lot of our working parent support has come from over the last uh, several years is ideas from inside the organization. We believe that as a leadership team, our job is to support and champion our people and to open up opportunity for them. And so in order to do that, we have to be present. We have to know what's going on and we have to, uh, we have to embrace those ideas And it's hard. I mean, sometimes there are things that feel as a leader, as if we've missed something or we've, we've, you know, missed an opportunity to support people. And in reality, I think what we've learned is that the, the conversations that we have with our employees just continue to make us stronger and we continue to learn more from them. And that's a very valuable place to be as an executive uh, at this point to say, you know, I'm, I'm learning every day, not only in my career, but also in my my personal life of how I conduct and how I work with others and how I champion things that matter to people who are different than me. That's a really valuable lesson and something that the organization has embraced from truly the top down. And I think our our CEO, George Pop Stefanoff, CEO and founder, you know, he he set out in the very beginning with PMG to create a different kind of organization that was people first. And he has not let go of that vision. And he has created and surrounded himself with a leadership team who believes that that is the right vision. And so we're all aligned, which also creates, you know, a sense of purpose for our employees. If they see us aligned and they feel that we are also 
walking the walk and talking the talk and doing the right things that they too want to do those things because they see us as successful, which is, it's, it's a really rewarding experience. I just have to ask, because you have such a focus on people, do you have similar expectations for all the clients you work with? We do. I, I think it's interesting. Brands care more than we think they do. And I'm, I'm glad to be able to sit here and say that to you. We look for brands that have shared values. And that as a business, I mean, it's hard. Again, we, we talked a little bit earlier about having to choose to do the right thing. You have to choose the businesses that you partner with. We are a business. We do have revenue goals and growth goals, but we don't want to achieve those things and, and leave a, a, a wake in the background um, behind us. And so right. choosing brands and working with brands that have a mission and a vision that is aligned with ours, or at the very least, wants to invest in us because they believe that we are different and that we are seeking to do the right thing. We need companies who who want to support that and champion it. We start every new business meeting, typically with a potential brand, talking about our own values and where there are alignment opportunities with a potential brand. And that is so powerful to sit there and talk about these, these prospective partners of ours and say, this is why we like you. This is why we, we think you'd be a great partner with us, which is a, it's a unique position. I've been in new business uh, and marketing in the advertising agency uh, world for almost 20 years. I've never had conversations like that. And the, the best part of it, Ken, is that the other side of the table, they want to have that conversation too. Right. And that's exciting. Talk a bit about the importance of having a diverse culture as well. Diverse and inclusive culture. You know, it's no secret that this industry, advertising, is is relatively low on the diversity uh, rating scale, yes. especially, I think, with regards to race, right? Um, I think there's there's been more of an embrace of gender diversity and, and things like that, but race has really been a challenge. We talk about decisions and taking action with purpose, which really comes down to investments. Uh, and doing the hard things, looking at the the things that require change. Mm -hmm. That can be recruiting practices, which we're, we've reviewed and are, are updating, uh, how we interview, how we screen potential employees, um, as well as launching programs that that will bring more diverse talent into the industry. I think, you know, we're sort of at a point in 2023 where there's a lack of entering the industry because of that diversity barrier, right? And so the way that PMG has chosen to sort of tackle that is to think about how do we influence this for the long term and how do we change this for generations to come, uh, which is really meaningful, I, I think, to us, to our people. We've done that through a few different things. So I, I mentioned sort of the shift in recruiting practices and talent practices, but I think one of the most exciting things has been our announced partnership with Tarrant County College, which is mm -hmm. based here in the DFW Metroplex. And we've launched a digital career accelerator program, which is led by PMG. And it's aimed and, and we've committed to training more than a thousand of their students uh, over the next several years in digital marketing and advertising foundations, which will hopefully create more paths into this industry and into business communities you know, outside of DFW. And this is actually something that when we think about where it could go, there's a there's a lot of different markets where this could be launched. And, and so we're looking at, you know, how do we expand this program once we get uh, a year or two under our belt? 
We're also committing merit scholarships and, uh, you know, looking at how do we bring in our partners from, uh, you know, Google and Meta and Twitter and Snap and Reddit and open up opportunities for uh, these students to have access to those organizations and, you know, learn and, and really build a career in this industry where, you know, previously, I don't think that, that it's been thought of. We're also challenging the brands that we work with to support us in this. And, you know, we have a, a lot of brands that, as I mentioned before, align with our values and our, our mission to you know, do the right thing and create more inclusivity. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, opening up something with a brand partner who has access to talent or has access to creative really elevates, I think, these students' excitement and uh, passion for an industry, again, that they they maybe weren't thinking about before. So it's slow. I think that's the hard part, Ken, is that it, it isn't something that you can change within you know a two-week period. It really takes a commitment and it takes an investment. Um, and it takes being willing to make some mistakes, learn from them, and continue to evolve, uh, which is a, an important part of how we're sort of going about the, the progress. Given your laser-like focus on workplace culture, I would assume you have measures in place to gauge success. You want to talk a little bit about that? It's funny. We have KPIs for everything. Our KPIs have KPIs, which I love about PMG. <laughs> the measurement of progress is really important because we we want to understand where we are, how we got here, and what we can do better. So there's a few things that we measure as it relates to uh, the inclusive culture. One is employee satisfaction, and that is through a net promoter style scoring method. So we call it an ENPS, which is employee net promoter score. We do that quarterly and it's just a rating of one to 10. It's a single question for the NPS portion that basically says, how likely are you to recommend PMG to a friend, family member, or colleague as an employer? And that score between one to 10 gives us a a basic standard of how we're doing. Then following that one question, we have open-ended questions, which ask them about their wellness. It asks them about their mental health. It asks them about their feeling of belonging within a team. And we also have open questions where they can write in their answers, giving them, our our people, an opportunity to really tell us what's going on in their world. Mm -hmm. As a leadership team, LBE, we actually spend time responding to those comments. I read my team's uh, every time they submit and then go through and look at how can I adjust the way that I lead? How sure. can I influence the company to ensure that we're bringing those ideas uh, to the forefront? It's a fully anonymous survey. It's one of the only surveys we do that's anonymous. We think that accountability is really important, but we mm-hmm. also want to want to give people a safe place to, to give us feedback. Um, and so measuring satisfaction is really important for us. And, and that that single metric, along with some of the open-ended comments, is incredibly valuable because the context is something we can act on. If we just have a score, we don't necessarily know why, why it is where it is, but the score right. plus the context is valuable. And then the second thing that we really look at is engagement, uh, which is a bit of a softer metric, but it's looking at how many people attend our speaker series that we do every month, or mm-hmm. how many participate in our employee resource groups on an average basis, how many take advantage of our events and experiences, frankly, how how many people join the all-hands meeting every month and have video on? Do they feel a part of what we're building? And the context that you gather from that information and, and those data points really allows us to change policy, to change the way that we uh, the work 
to change the way that we run the organization. And that, again, I think the, the reason people are willing to take the survey or give us feedback is because they, they then see the loop. They see us implement it, whether it's two weeks or 30 days or, or 60 days later. Um, and that evolution of taking data and turning it into action, I mean, it's what we do in our business day to day. Why wouldn't we do that with our with our people uh, that that matter most to us? So it's a it's a pretty powerful feedback loop, and I think it's given it's given us a leg up as it relates to continuing to uh, evolve and and further our our efforts here. Hey there, Beyond Profit listener. The ANA CMO endorsed industry growth agenda plays an important role in driving more purposeful and ethical marketing. In fact, it supports the key priorities of marketers throughout the world, including sustainability, diversity, equity, and inclusion, and brand safety. To learn more, please visit ana.net slash growth agenda. And now, back to the show. I'm speaking today with Parks Blackwell, Vice President of Marketing and Client Development at PMG Parks. Your organization also has a program in place to give back to local communities. You referenced that earlier. Talk about some of the positive impact you're making in this area. This is probably the most fun part of PMG is giving back to local communities. And there's a lot of ways that we do it, right? So the, the first is we have give back days, which I think is is a, a simple way to sort of open up opportunity for people to go, you know, join their their team or their group. Um, and just go spend time giving back in their community. We do that globally. So uh, across all offices on a give back day, those teams can go select. And, and we usually offer you know two to three options and, and they're nominated by employees. So it's not top down, it's bottom up, right? Where do you want to go spend your time and who do you want to give back to? Uh, and so the offices will sort of join together. We'll send out two to three groups or more, depending on the size of the office. And, and they can sort of roll their sleeves up and spend time with, with the community. We also have an initiative tied to a speaker series. Uh, every month we have a, um, a speaker join PMG mm-hmm. for an hour long sort of lecture series. It is specifically targeted to open up our eyes and ears to what's happening in the world around us. It's featured you know, uh, authors and intellectual lecturers. It's featured people who have founded. So we had Thana Simmons, founder and executive director of Viola's House which is an emergency placement shelter for teen mothers. We had uh, just most recently, we had Kabul Khan, who's the chief commerce officer for Group Black. Uh, he shared his own personal experiences. He's had a, an amazing career, but, but as a, a Black executive, you know, really what are his experiences and how can he provide guidance and, and visibility on some of those challenges? We take each of those speakers and any organization that they're involved with, we actually open up to our employees and share that. So I mentioned Thana Simmons. Following her session, we had a two-week drive to donate diapers and other uh, necessities for new mothers who were being placed in Viola's house. Um, so we were able to donate a significant amount back to Thana's organization after she spent time with us and, and really educated us on the, on the mission and the vision. And so that exchange, which is really important, uh, has given our people a, a new outlet. And so it's not just about where can I go donate my time? It's what are the things that I can learn and elevate in the community around me and bring to light for my family, for my friends that they maybe didn't know about. 
lastly, what's really important is that we also want all of this to be tied to employee passion points. Uh, you know, we've talked a lot about how we champion and support our people. And if we're allowing and opening up opportunities to engage and give time and, and give money and invest in things that our people care about, that's going to create more engagement. It's not something that can be dictated from the top down. And so those, those moments really matter. And our people get really excited about bringing an opportunity to donate time or have someone come in and speak to the, to the agency and organization. And so Again, it, I think it's a it's a lot about empowering our people to to do what matters to them and to bring it to life at PMG. And the the give back has been something um, we've done since 2010, and it just continues to get bigger every year. There's something really neat about seeing such large swaths of people in matching T-shirts, like grinning ear to ear and painting, you know, painting the side of a building and. Um, you know, really getting to spend meaningful time together outside of the office. Do employees have an opportunity to share their experiences in local communities with the greater, you know, global staff? Absolutely. So uh, during our all-hands meeting, we typically have a, a portion that's focused more on the the people and sort of the community side. Mm -hmm. um, because we're a global organization, you know, what happens with our London team uh, we won't always know that, you know, sitting in, in New York or in Dallas. And so, um, yeah, we we reserve time for them to sort of do a show and tell of what those experiences were and what they learned. And then, you know, it also, again, it opens up opportunities for uh, for others to get involved. You know, there's there's a lot of local charities and local need. And so taking that regional approach has been really powerful and allowed us to give each office location a sense of purpose and pride in their own market, which, which, you know, it just makes them more engaged in a really good way because they care and because they can see the impact. It's a sense of pride, I think, too, to see the what we can accomplish together. Being back in person, having an opportunity to spend time together really makes a difference. And to do that in a way that gives back to the community is, is very powerful for us. Mm -hmm. So, Parks, how does your focus on people translate to great creative work for brands? Since we begin a lot of our, our new engagements and partnerships with a commitment to values and to mm -hmm. doing the right thing and to focusing on inclusivity, there is a championing of ideas with the brands that we work with. Sephora is one of our longtime partners who has for years been heavily invested in diversity and inclusion in their own business, in the way that they advertise, in the way that they buy media, in the way that they do creative and the models that they use. And, and that, that kind of partnership where we're able to engage in both better buying practices so that we're opening up uh, you know, more investments into diverse media publishers and platforms to unique talent that we can bring to the table from a creative perspective it's championed. And I, I can't, right. I get goosebumps talking about it because there's, there's never a time where we go to a, a brand and a, and a client and, and they say, no, I, I don't want to do that. Like they, they really do embrace it. And that has been incredibly meaningful for our organization as we've grown to still feel like we have an impact and that we can make good choices for the betterment of, you know, the industry and the world around us. I never thought I would be able to say that in advertising. And so, you know, when I say that good brands do still exist, they do, and we work with them and it's the best. We've also, Ken, started writing into a lot of our contracts, commitments to diverse investments. Again, it's a purposeful choice. 
Yes, Google is obviously a big driver of, of performance for a lot of brands. But if we just pour money into Google, we're not opening up access. We're not opening up opportunity. Uh, so we do a couple things in that, in that um, regard. One, we, we sit on Google's Diversity and Inclusion Council and actually work with them on product enhancements to remove bias from things like uh, the search algorithm, which is fascinating. Uh, and then the second is we look at and, and spend a lot of time evaluating new publishers, platforms, creative studios, talent uh, that can allow investment into more diverse places and, and again, open up that access. Our brands are very open to that. And we walk in with a recognition that the results are going to be different and we're okay with that. We, we want it to be okay. We want to accept maybe a different metric or a different KPI that allows us to make these investments and still, still do the right thing for a business that you know needs to needs to make money, but you're doing so in a way that that hopefully creates change and again opens up opportunity across a, a very wide group of organizations that typically are ignored. I feel so much energy behind all that you do there at PMG. And I wonder, or I should my assumption is that your clients feel that as well and want to be part of something like that. I think they do. Some of our most recent partnerships that have been mentioned in the news, you know, when we when we sit down at the table and talk about where we're headed together, it isn't about a year goal. It isn't about a revenue target. I mean, of course those things exist, but we want to do something transformative and we want to do something ambitious. Mm-hmm. And that seems to be a little bit contagious. And and the brands that we're partnered with, they want that as well. They want to do things differently and they want to do it in the right way. And that that is a very rewarding in an organization within an industry that is not known for those types of decisions. And I believe that we're we're on a path to doing something really amazing in the long run for the industry to open up access, to open up opportunity. But those conversations that we have with brands, it, it's always back to the people. I think the pandemic really changed that. You know, for a long time it was it was all about revenue and all about commerce. And and I get it, it has to be. But how you get there, and our CEO, George, always says, how you get from A to B matters. Um, and I think that the brands that we've partnered with, that we've chosen and that have chosen us and that have invested with us and, and trusted us, they believe in the same philosophy that how you get from A to B matters. Um, and if it takes an extra six months because you chose to do the right thing, that's okay. I, I will take that six-month delay because doing the right thing is worth it. Lastly, Parks, I mentioned at the top that the, your business has grown exponentially over the past uh, five years, four or five years. What lessons have you learned about driving growth that other leaders, either within brands or agencies, can learn from? I think as it relates to growing purposefully, it, it does take a commitment to your values. And, mm-hmm. and that's a it's challenging when you're thinking about growth and you're thinking about uh, hitting, you know, targets and and objectives and goals, but the the people and the values matter just as much as hitting a revenue target, if not more. Mm-hmm. And that's because without your people, your people are your most important asset. And without them, you're you're probably not going to be very successful. Uh, and so I think that it, it's sort of a perpetual cycle for us of if we take care of our people, they will take care of our customers. And our customers will in turn take care of PMG and continue to invest in us and with us. And, and that little sort of circle of trust and, and partnership is really important and has 
been something that's very front and center for me as a leader. And as I think about our growth and where we want to be in the next five years, our vision is to be the most respected global independent company, not the Mm -hmm. biggest, not the most profitable, but the most respected. And I think while you do have to make choices, you can do both. You can grow and you can be respected and do the right thing. And and that is a that is a choice in and of itself to not leave your values behind, to not throw people or their needs to the wayside in pursuit of growth. And so choosing people, choosing opportunities that make sense and that champion your vision and values is, is just a it's very important and something that we've been incredibly focused on. And that for me, myself, as a leader, I personally find a lot of great value in of, of, you know, sort of closing the laptop at the end of the day, even if it's been a really long day and saying, I feel good about what I did, not just for the business, but for our people. Terrific. Parks, thank you so much for joining me on Beyond Profit. I really enjoyed our, our conversation and best of luck to your organization moving forward. Thank you, Ken. I enjoyed it very much. To learn more about the great work of PMG, please visit pmg.com. That's pmg.com. And if you would like to recommend a speaker or a topic for this podcast, please email me at brandpurpose at ana.net. Until next time, thanks for listening. This has been a presentation of the ANA Podcast Network, powered by Odyssey.